What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Renegade Marquee on the Renegade Pop Culture Podcast Network. My name is Mike. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me is my jukebox co-host, Nick. Well, look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yes, we are talking <laughs> about the latest installment of the Evil Dead franchise, Evil Dead Rise, directed by Lee Cronin, who you may recognize from his... Uh, 2019 uh, debut, The Hole in the Ground. But I have not seen that one yet, actually, believe it or not. Admittedly, me neither. But before we dive too deep into this film, let's uh, do a little background check on where we both stand with Evil Dead. Nick, I'll let you start. Okay, well, this is where I delve into the dreaded, awful childhood for me. (laughs) Um, So... Much like any kid growing up in the 2000s, I was obviously a big fan of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. So once I eventually started getting into other movies when I was in, I want to say in about grade six or grade seven, I had a friend who would constantly recommend me some of the best movies ever made. And whenever I asked him about horror movies, he said, you got to watch Evil Dead. And then when I found out that it was like, holy shit, Sam Raimi made movies before the Spider-Man movies? I've got to see it. And then I had the dreaded rated R dangled in front of me. Yeah, I was one of those kids that wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies growing up. So I decided to get crafty, and I actually managed to record Army of Darkness off of my grandparents' computer that was hooked up to our cable. And that's how I saw Army of Darkness for the first time. Then when I was in high school, I eventually picked up all the other movies in the series. And, you know, I, I grew up loving all three of these movies. I'll fully admit, though, I was not a big fan of the 2013 requel. I At this rate, I don't even really consider it a remake at this rate, just because of how theorized it is as a sequel. But the more I've seen it, the more there are aspects of it I come to appreciate more about. Like, I really enjoy the stuff with Mia. I think she's arguably the best character in that entire movie, and she actually has an arc. But I still have a lot of issues with it, mainly the guy I refer to as Pincushion, who won't stop getting fucking stabbed the entire runtime. But with that in mind, also, I just got done watching my first viewing of Ash vs. Evil Dead a couple of weeks ago, and I really enjoyed that series. Kelly's the best Evil Dead character not named Ash. Nice. Um, so I'm admittedly a late bloomer when it comes to the Evil Dead franchise. Obviously, um, like Nick, I grew up a fan of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. Um, but my first real exposure to Evil Dead was the, the 2013 requel. And because, because I wasn't like a die in the wool fan, I, I was probably one of the biggest defenders of this movie. At the time, I I just kind of took it for what it was as like a, you know, a bloody, gory, just gnarly horror movie in a in a, in a time where horror wasn't quite as um, revered, because if I'm being honest, the 2000, the 2000s weren't exactly the best years for the genre. But that's a debate for another day. Um, 
I I just recently um, binged the um, the Sam the original Sam Raimi trilogy to prepare for tonight, and yeah, no, I I completely get why all of these movies are as beloved as they are. I think Evil Dead Two is my favorite, just because that's the one that has all the iconography. You know, the chainsaw, the shotgun, um, Ash at his most, um, Bruce Campbelly. I, I think exactly. by, by yeah by by this movie Bruce Campbell um like has fully evolved into the Ash that we all know and love today. Um, yeah, it, to kind of go back on your point about the uh the 2013 re- requel, I I keep wanting to call it a remake just purely out of habit. One argument in its defense that I can't really argue against and i actually kind of like you know what in hindsight it makes the most sense just given the era of really bad horror remakes that are either unnecessary like the remake of the fog or rob zombies completely missed the point trying to turn halloween into a grindhouse torture porn movie and the really bad sequel to Alexander Aja's really good remake of The Hills Have Eyes. When you look back at Evil Dead 2013 in hindsight, there's a lot more to appreciate about it than most horror remakes. There, yeah, and also not not to um, discredit the original Evil Dead, but there is a bit more substance to the story and. I'm not just talking about the substance abuse that that Mia is um, going to this. In. Yeah, <laughs> like my entire thing as well. The the guys from Red Letter Media when they reviewed the 2013 Evil Dead movie, they brought up a really good point. Like the original Evil Dead is literally just a bunch of friends going to a cabin to make a horror movie, and it just became one of the most classic horror movies ever made, and then the 2013 movie is literally just let's give it a budget yeah basically also i can't help but like but blast uh slayers raining blood during the third act that is a missed opportunity if i have ever seen one exactly uh with that in mind as well I guess just two more Evil Dead related things, technically. It also has just inspired some of the best heavy metal ever made. Dead by Dawn by Deicide is obvious. Evil Dead by Death. And one of my personal favorites is uh, my favorite Black Dahlia murder song, Raped in Hatred by Vines of Thorn off of Everblack. Evil Dead's just awesome. But... It also hasn't been in the greatest place since Ash vs. Evil Dead was unceremoniously and unfairly canceled by stars. That uh, that ending still just annoys me. But n- nonetheless, the fact that we even got a new Evil Dead movie and it wasn't just sent to HBO Max, uh, I, I, I can sleep happy knowing this. <laughs> Um, before we continue, I just want to point out one thing. As of this recording, um, today... In Las Vegas was uh, the Warner Brothers presentation at CinemaCon, and David Zaslav has said, we are no longer in the business of making direct-to-streaming movies. So, for better or for worse, um, they are they are committed to putting movies in theaters. Especially just given because I've been to so many movies just in the past few months alone. Yeah, I can say it. 
it, it gives you something to be more excited about rather than just watching something get dumped on a streaming service. So with that having been said, let's finally talk about Evil Dead Rise. Now, for yes. those um, for those who uh, don't really know the story, this involves a reunion between two estranged sisters, Ellie and Beth, uh, which gets cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot that we can talk about um, in the third act, but let's let's go let's go kind of piece by piece with this. First of all, Nick, I want your general thoughts um, after seeing Evil Dead Rise. I would actually say this is about on par with some of the best episodes of Ash versus Evil Dead. I think that this movie's just great. My take on it is, yeah, it's a bit more restrained than most Evil Dead movies, but at the same time, that just gives a lot more of the kill scenes a lot more impact. It makes the story something worth paying attention to. It's insanely fast-paced. The gore looks great, of course, and all the practical effects look amazing. And our leads here are really good, so I don't have very many complaints to get into. Obviously, one will get brought up, but nah, beyond that, this movie fucking rules. Um. I have seen the movie twice, once in just stand in a, a standard theater, the second in Dolby, and oh my god, guys, you've got to see this in Dolby. It is it is a pretty incredible experience. Like Nick like Nick already brought up the the great practical effects, the performances across the board are all excellent, but I really gotta give credit to the sound design too, which adds like another layer of of like tension with each scene. And also the score by um, Stephen, uh, what's his name? Stephen McKeon. Which uh, is also out on Waxwork Records. I'm going to be picking up my copy next payday. Yep. And speaking of Ash vs. Evil Dead, um, one of the cinematographers, or the cinematographer, um, Dave Garbett, is, um, you know, he, wor- he worked on the series. So there, there is, while, while this doesn't have, as far as I know, any, like, explicit references to the show like they 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 still have some like some of the same crew involved which is which is nice that's why i'm not really nervous about new evil dead movies though is that as long as sam raimi bruce campbell and rob tappert are still involved in it in some capacity there's little room for error agreed this is this is probably one of the most consistent um horror franchises probably of all time because like can can you name another franchise that has zero bad installments not very many and that i completely forgot to bring this up when talking about just the older movies and everything i can completely understand why somebody might have a different favorite evil dead movie as opposed to another person like my personal favorite that i quoted at the beginning of the show tonight is actually army of darkness i like that it goes over the top i like that it just embraces the absurdity and just cranks everything up to 11 ash is the most quotable person in the history of quotable people i mean 
I, I can totally get why somebody would think the original is the best one because it's super low budget. It takes itself seriously. Yeah, it might have some campier bits to it, but at the same time, it still works for what it's going for. And then Evil Dead 2 is like, okay, let's take that, but let's make you laugh at some of the kill scenes. Like, who hasn't laughed at the eyeball scene in that movie? Oh, the eyeball scene is is just... It's a thing of legend that we will bring up later. Yeah. So But I mean, it I can totally understand if somebody even decided to pick this one as their favorite, especially if it's their first Evil Dead movie that they ever saw in a the theater, I can totally get it. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's why um Evil Dead Rise is the perfect gateway film because to quote my letterbox review, it has all of the right ingredients. Like from copious amounts of blood to obviously the Necronomicon, the Deadites, and the chainsaw, the shotgun, all 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 of that stuff. Plus, you know, this this may be, you know, a point of contention for some people, but the the movie does begin and end with um a a a, ca- like a cabin in the woods, or at least by a lake. Which I, I can't really get too mad about how its book ended. I mean, it it does kind of just ease you into the premise and is like, okay, let's just kind of see how we're just going to set up this new era of Evil Dead movies. I, I kind of get what it's going for. And plus, it doesn't feel as unnecessary as the opening to the 2013 movie for me. Also, well, it's in, just the title reveal is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that and um and the drone shot, which which like kind of mimics uh, Sam Raimi's like you know the way he moves his camera. Um, the like the reveal of that I thought was just uh, very well done. Oh, ab- absolutely! It it just drops you pretty much straight into the action. Is like okay, this is just kind of getting you comfortable going like okay maybe it's typical but then it just flies off the rails as soon as somebody gets scalped (laughs) if we're going into spoiler territory that is right now oh yeah should have set that up top um this this is full spoilers oh yeah absolutely i mean you you kind of can't talk about a new movie at this rate without talking about spoilers so uh nonetheless One thing that I really am probably going to give a leg up to in terms of the 2013 movie is I do think that the movie's a bit short. I do think that you could probably spend more time developing Beth more, developing like her relationship with Ellie rather than just give them like maybe 10 or 15 minutes together and then boom, possessed. I would probably have to agree with that. Like I... I would have liked to see a, a little bit more of the like the two sisters in individually before before they just get like thrown into all of this mess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and also in defense of the kid actors, the kid actors here are actually pretty good here. They're not that obnoxious or anything. So that that's another thing we kind of got to praise about it like if these were like really bad kid actors the movie would probably just fall flat on its face yeah no the kids were really good um i want to especially shout out um morgan davies who i believe is the first uh transgender actor in in the evil dead series unless unless there's anyone in ash versus evil dead that i'm not aware of 
not to my knowledge offhand. But then again, first time viewing of the entire show, so I don't know, maybe on rewatches. Anyway, though, another thing that I really do like about this movie is just the way they drop in the Necronomicon, and it makes the most total sense. That it's just something that it's just buried in somebody's coffin for God knows how long. And given and given Lee Cronin's um, directorial debut, I did kind of find it funny how they found the Necronomicon in a hole in the ground. True. And, well, the other thing too, and I kind of just want to throw this in straight from the get-go, because I was one of those people who were totally expecting Bruce Campbell to make a cameo at the end of the movie like he did in the 2013 movie. But to my disappointment, he's not. But the way they work him in is really subtle and actually really creative. Uh, and it kind of ties into how the Book of the Dead gets read for the first time in ages. So the so Danny, the oldest brother he basically fought he starts spinning this album on his turntable and it's this recording of this priest reading from the book of the dead and for one quick second you just hear somebody say it's called the book of the dead for a reason that's bruce campbell yeah that's that that that's just perfect and even Lee Cronin actually says that he considers that to be Ash, which just kind of given things that are established in Ash versus Evil Dead, the idea, well, obviously time travel has been an idea since Army of Darkness, but particularly in Ash versus Evil Dead, the way they try to make sure nobody gets their hands on the Necronomicon again. Yeah, time travel, it's a thing. I could totally buy into Ash potentially of time travel to try and stop this book from being written. Just even given how that show had to unfortunately end as of this recording. But also, it makes sense given how they kind of want this series to proceed. Just the way Bruce Campbell has said that, you know, how Ash finds three different versions of the book. And, you know, who knows whose hands it could have wound up in. Oh yeah, that's that that's true. Yeah, a, a lot of this I can actually buy into and it's tangible. It's not something that's just sequel bait, but it's also something that okay, you can kind of use this to springboard other movies and it's not just feeling like a cash grab. Honestly, the only the only movie that kind of does a bit of sequel bait is Evil Evil Dead 2. It ends with Ash traveling back to where he let, where he ends up in Army of Darkness, but it, but, it, but even then, like it, it, it just kind of feels like Army of Darkness is the result of Sam Raimi being like, "Hey, I want to build off of build off of that." <laughs> well, Army of Darkness is basically just the best Three Stooges movie never made. True, but yeah, like the way that the book is actually read from, it actually makes sense within the context of this universe that we've established and it just works super well i completely buy into it. it nothing feels like it's a jump the shark moment and then once everybody starts getting possessed yeah this movie just ramps the tension up higher and higher um i i just want to spend the next like five minutes praising Alyssa sutherland for playing not only the scariest deadite but the most sympathetic, weirdly enough. Yeah, because she she is the least likely one to have deserved it in any of these movies. 
Like even Ash, for as much as we love him, he gets possessed in the second movie. But like, yeah, he gets out of it, but he's possessed by the book at one point. Yeah, and the ma- and the makeup on uh, on Campbell in those scenes is like terrifying, but also kind of comedic. This this is just like th- this movie takes that kind of concept and ramps it up to eleven. Yeah, just the fact that she's so willing to kill her own children, you know, just as much as I have complained about the length of this movie being too short, the bits that we do spend time with her and her children, it it does kind of make you go, man, she's just trying her best to be a good mom and then just gets possessed by this fucking book because her kid wants to DJ with the vinyl that he picks up in this underground cave. Yeah, the fa- the family in this movie, um, I can't remember the last time I, I watched a movie where, like, the chemistry between between like the actors in a family felt this um like real and believable yeah i i can't think of another one offhand myself either like i guess to kind of transition to the like maybe another what bit that i thought just (laughs) impressed me that yeah it's referencing another movie in this series but mike you can't lie as soon as Ellie pops that one guy's eyeball out and it flies into the other dude's mouth and just kills him, <laughs> uh, you can't deny you laughed out loud in the theater watching that. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's a very ridiculous over-the-top moment that could have just, you know, diffused any of the scares for the rest of the movie. But at the same time, like... It's subtle enough for a newcomer to be like, holy shit, this movie's crazy. It, it was that and the um, I'll swallow your soul quote that I I picked up more the second time because um, that day, w- that was the day that I binged the, um, the Evil Dead trilogy. So I, I picked up a lot more like direct references the second time, which which which, which kind of makes the the experience a little bit more satisfying. I could pick up on it mostly just because like I'm so familiar with all of these movies at this rate. I mean, yeah, you could argue that it's on the nose, but this movie like Evil Dead's always just been an on the nose series. I just kind of roll with it at this rate. Exactly. And and just the other thing too, I kind of had mentioned this earlier, but is it just me or is this yeah, it's a really gory Evil Dead movie, but does it feel like it's the most restrained one we've gotten? To to a degree, I think. I think in terms of um, the amount of blood on screen, they didn't hold back. It's just it. it I don't think it's quite as um, intense as perhaps the 2013 film. Like, for me, I didn't find any of the stuff in the 2013 movie Winsworthy, but then again, we were just coming out of the era of a bunch of, like, really shitty movies coming from torture porn. So, uh, (laughs) you could make the argument that I'm just desensitized to a lot of this at this rate. It's possible. for, For me, one of the most visceral scenes in this movie is the tattoo gun scene. Oh, any anything anything that like involves a needle like even even like even pointed like a centimeter away from someone's eye is like i i have to look away 
I completely thought it was going to go straight for the eye. I was like, please reference Lucio Fulci's zombie. Please reference that movie in a big horror movie. So like that was one of that was one of the scenes that I kind of couldn't help but go, okay, this is great. And then just the way that it possesses the one sister's face and it just starts making her eat a wine glass. I thought that was really killer. Yeah, that that's that scene and 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 the line that she delivers is is just uh it it gets pretty chilling. And then one th- to kind of praise a little bit more of the character stuff is uh is the way Cassie and Beth's relationship develops like just the bond that they kind of gr- their bond that grows as the movie progresses. That also really works for me like I know they show it in the trailer and everything but like the bit where she's just like, you'd probably make a really great mom one day because you can lie to kids. It's like, only that line can probably work in a horror movie. And I think my favorite thing about that line is that's before she finds out that Beth is actually pregnant. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like that. The fact that I do wish they kind of played more on the fact that she is pregnant rather than just the idea of ellie just thinking that beth is just a groupie for just whatever band she decides to work with i do kind of wish they had a little bit more of an arc with that but at the same time just kind of given the pace of the movie i don't really think they would have wanted this to slow it down yeah that that's a good point and that's really the only reason why i might challenge your um your note that the movie is too short i i think I think um, had this movie had, had this movie went on like any longer, you might run into the danger of of like certain scenes overstaying their welcome. But at the same time, I also think yeah, maybe maybe like a few more minutes at the start just to establish who Beth and Ellie are as individuals could have helped. Yeah, I mean to kind of use one of my food analogies. A horror movie should be like a really delicious steak. Yeah, you don't you don't want it to be too overcooked. You don't want it to be undercooked though. You want it to be medium rare and not too much fat, but that little bit of fat to just garnish it. That's how you make a movie great. That I can only think of things in food analogies. I don't know. That's just how my brain works. Can't complain about that. Okay, true. But yeah, I uh, I I see where you're coming from. Maybe it's something that I'll kind of find more forgivable on rewatch because I mean, I'll fully admit like I'm not the type that goes out of my way to watch a movie more than once in a theater, but like I totally would try to go see this again in a theater. Yeah. If you, if you have a, if you have a Dolby movie theater uh, near you, you should definitely try to go see it there. Cause um, scenes like the cheese grater moment are um are are worth it i'm not gonna lie i totally was debating on bringing a cheese grater to the movie but i also didn't want to get kicked out you know they don't know if i'm a deadite or not (laughs) then again they could just think i'm a cosplayer anyways uh no like that scene is really killer too just again the way that it slowly possesses them one by one to the point where even the brother that reads from the book from his turntable the way they kill him off is just that is just one part mean but also kind of fitting just given that deadites you just have to shoot them in the head to kill them 
Yeah, either shoot them or just rip them to shreds. And one other scene I really want to compliment, again, in the trailer, but just in the context of the movie, just the scene where Cassie just looks at her mom through the peephole in their apartment door is genius. Like, I, I've never seen Deadites torment people as badly as they do in this movie. Yeah, like... This this isn't just like this isn't just a um like a splatter fest. It's it can also be a little bit psychological, and that's why I guess I kind of find it a bit more restrained than the other movies. I so. I, I appreciate that there that um while while this has like a lot of the Evil Dead trademarks, it also is trying something a little bit different. Yeah, it's not just trying to rest on the laurels of the other movies. And then also just throw in the fact that I, it's, it really is kind of unpredictable the way it just kills characters off outright, though. It's like, I, did, I didn't really expect the order of which everybody would end up being killed off or kind of what the movie was just slowly but surely building to. I didn't think they were going to go for anything like the abomination in the 2013 movie. Obviously this isn't the same book that Ash finds in the first movie, but uh yeah, I do wish we had a little bit more time to kind of build to what it was going for, but at the same time that one part where Ellie initially gets possessed and then she's just like, I just want to rip you all to shreds so that way we're inside each other and can be one happy family. Oh, man. Talk talk about a great line of foreshadowing. Yeah, true. And plus, just that it... Again, she just torments her own family in the most genius way. Like... Arguably, again, like you said, just one of the best deadites we've ever seen on screen. And just the fact that it's as character driven as it is, I, I can't get enough of it. Um, I, I, I want to piggyback off what you said earlier about um, the body count. Like that, that's that's another another trademark of Evil Dead is that pretty much there is only one survivor by the end. But kind of kind of like what you said, who who goes and in what order is is part of the surprise true i mean basically whoever is left in this dingy goddamn apartment building everybody's getting possessed yep instead of oprah giving everybody a car it's you get possessed you get possessed everybody gets possessed and then just out of nowhere just starts chanting dead by dawn yep which, yeah, you could think that's corny, but corny is kind of Evil Dead's M.O. at this rate. Exactly. And, like, again, to kind of piggyback on one of my points from earlier about how it kind of low-key references Lucio Fulci's zombie, it also references The Shining at one point with the elevator scene. Yeah, I was going to bring that up next. Um, when, when, a mo- when a movie goes out of its way to reference like one of my favorite movies of all time i have to give it props because how how they pulled that off is mad impressive and the fact that it ties well into the story and doesn't feel forced or like just parody at that rate yeah i can't really complain about it and just the final showdown between beth and this abomination version of ellie and her family is just this is what i come to evil dead for 
over-the-top gore, practical effects, and just cool scenes with chainsaws. Yeah. In 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 this movie, they, they call this creature the Marauder, and um, I, I need to see, like, a behind-the-scenes, like, documentary of how this all came together, because... This this creature looks kind of I I don't I don't know if I've seen anything quite quite like it how at, at least like how this was put together I I would like to know how much practical effect work went into it and just just I want to know how either just the right amount of CGI they had to use or just narrowly avoiding having to use it that they got I I if I had to guess. I would say it was like seventy five percent practical and twenty five percent digital effects, and only for like only for things like um, cha- changing the eyes and you know giving the marauder that like glossy um, blobular figure. But like everything else, I imagine is is like mostly practical. Yeah, I I can buy into that idea. But just the way that even Beth just kills this thing is, that's what I, by the way, I I was talking to some friends online about just some people really not liking this, watching this in the theater. It's like, what the fuck were you expecting? Yeah, that's a take I I was not really um, expecting. Like, you know, like, you don't have to like this movie, but... Um, I I I don't know how you could come away with this being like being disappointed or outright hating it. Um, unless you walked in having no idea what what you were in for. Yeah, like the idea of hating Evil Dead because it's gory is like hating Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddy has one liners. Like, it's like you, it's it's synonymous with it. Yeah, you you like. For a movie like this, you you have to like you, like you have to go in with at least some expectations. And plus, even the trailers just obviously show a lot of the kill scenes and just what it's building to. I mean, I have no idea what some people were thinking walking into this. Like, especially given some of the stuff that's been added to Shutter in most recent years, like how can you not expect an evil dead movie a movie called evil dead to begin with to not be gory exactly yeah just other than that like other than i guess maybe the run maybe that also could be a compliment about it i guess is the runtime that you can basically watch this and just be done in an hour and 20 minutes yeah um and oddly enough like despite despite what we've said about the runtime, I think this might actually be the longest of the franchise at run, running at ninety seven minutes. Okay, good. Point. Maybe I just enjoy these movies so much they just feel longer. It could it could be, and you know it's just something that's just forgivable. I uh, I don't know. Maybe I was just enjoying it so much I didn't want it to end. Yeah, I th- I think I think for me when it comes to the runtime of a movie, for, first of all, for me it's never been about the length, it's about the pacing, but if if I'm going to comment on on like a movie's length, if a movie's too short, that's that's almost a good problem to have because it means it means you liked what you saw and you wanted to see more. Yeah, good point. 
And by God, do I want to see more? Oh, absolutely. I guess to kind of just bring up what I had mentioned earlier about how there's going to potentially be more movies coming from Evil Dead. Just given that it's very clear that the 2013 Necronomicon is not that one Ash finds, and it's this one clearly also isn't the one that Ash or Mia finds, I kind of wish that they would eventually do a crossover if, you know, Bruce Campbell has got on record saying that his on-screen portrayal as Ash is basically done. But I mean, if we got a crossover movie with Mia and Beth, I would totally be into it. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, I'm just going to read this quote from uh, Bruce Campbell uh, that he said in, in April. I think the stories will progress a little more now. We're going to try and do them more like every two or three years rather than every 10 years. It's also the first time Sam is working with his brother Ivan to create an overall Bible that will give future writers and directors an idea of where this thing should go next to potentially tie in some of these stories. So I think it's going to get a little more tied in as the years go by, but because it's all about the books, it could be a book in the past, a book in the future. It's yet to be determined. So basically what you said, like the possibilities are endless and I think I think it may be it may be time for me to give Ash versus Evil Dead a watch if if for no other reason a because it's it's more Ash and more Evil Dead so can't go wrong there and also yeah from that from that quote it sounds like they are committed to expanding the Evil Dead series and and I'm a, I'm never going to complain about getting more Evil Dead movies, but also B, I do think it'll also be a good way to tie it into Ash versus Evil Dead, just given how that series ultimately ends. I personally would really like to see a full movie with Kelly dealing with another version of the book, or potentially being somebody that somebody goes to her because they're like, oh, she's dealt with something like this before and then she's like yeah i've dealt with the necronomicon before that would be pretty also cool just because, also just because i love kelly to death and i just want more of her so yeah in conclusion more evil dead can't complain can't complain um anything else you want to bring up before i kind of uh give our closing thoughts Nothing really. I can't think of anything else other than to just give it the highest of recommendations. If you're a horror fan, you probably obviously went and saw this opening night already. But if you're on the fence about it, I I, I can't recommend going to see this movie enough. It's going to give you what you want out of a horror movie and an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, hard to disagree there. Evil Dead Rise has... And everything that you're looking for in in a great um, like a great horror movie, a great Evil Dead movie, and honestly, just a great character study about well about family, both the good and the bad. So yeah, that brings this uh, that brings this quick episode of Renegade Marquee to a close. Uh, before we head here, Nick, where can everyone find you online? Only on Instagram at my handle, Super Saiyan Death Metal God. I mostly post album covers, horror movies, just whatever movie I happen to be watching at the time. Video games, just go shoot me some follows and some binge likes if you want. 
And you guys can follow me on Twitter at CaptainK42. You can check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CoachK42. And you can follow Renegade Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter at RenPopCulture. You can also find us on YouTube, on Podchaser. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash renegadepopculture. Listen to all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And last but not least, everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. Need an escape? So do we. That'll do it for this episode of Renegade Marquee. We will catch you guys later. Nick? Groovy.